Welcome to 20 Minutes of Purpose, a podcast designed for all women that want to live this one messy, hard, fun, challenging, and exciting life we've been given on purpose and with intention. We believe that women do that better when we are together, better when we are connected, better when we learn from each other. Each episode, you'll be hearing from Elizabeth and a guest on a variety of ways that we can be more intentional with our lives. We hope to inspire you and encourage you as we engage in 20 Minutes of Purpose. Here's your host, Elizabeth Pearson. Welcome back to 20 Minutes of Purpose. Y'all are going to be in for a treat today because today we have with us one of my lifelong friends and my maid of honor, Heather Holloman. Welcome, Heather. Oh, this is such a treat. I cannot wait for this conversation with you. We have been, I was thinking about this, we have been friends for almost 30 years. Can you believe that? No, I cannot. It feels like just yesterday. And you were one of my dearest friends and just really shaped my life as a young adult. And I just am so grateful for you. Oh, I am so grateful for you. And I too am excited for this conversation. Heather and I met at the most magical place on earth back in 1994. And no, it is not Disney World. It is Camp (laughs) Greystone in Tuxedo, North Carolina. What do you have to say about those days, Heather? When I think about that time in my life, I was so desperate for like purpose to figure out the kind of woman I wanted to be. So I was a college student and I was so thankful those summers. I just remember all of our conversations, Elizabeth, all the ways that you were helping me think about who I was going to be, my purpose. I just loved being with you. We were like a team all summer (laughs) and you were super athletic and I was super nerdy. Remember I was like teaching, I was teaching creative writing in the writing gazebo and you were doing like land sports and track and field. (laughs) I was doing that. That's right. I taught tennis, rollerblading. Oh my gosh. What are the odds? Like we are so different, but yet we were really were a team. That was so much fun. Those years were some of the best years of my life. And here Here we are almost 30 years later, still having those conversations. And that's what we're going to do today. We have grown up a lot since those days. And Heather is now an author of multiple books, which we'll get to in a little bit. She's a professor at Penn State. You teach English. Is that right? Yep. Advanced writing and some professional development. And you love verbs. I know that about you. Yep. I look at overlooked and unusual verbs in the Bible, which sounds really boring, but it's so fun. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the creative writing back in the gazebo while I was on the tennis courts. Okay. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of TikTok. And I recently watched a TikTok of Jenny Allen, where she was talking about loving our neighbors. And she said that we used to live in a day and age where someone was hurting or struggling or going through a tough time. We simply brought them up casserole. We showed up with sour cream or cream of chicken soup on top of chicken. That's a casserole. We didn't call. We didn't text and say, hey, let me know what I can do for you. We just simply showed up. And this really convicted me because there are many neighbors that I don't even know. And that's embarrassing to say. It's sad to say. And I could make excuses like, oh, I live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of um, older people and our homes are spread apart. And so we don't see each other. But That's so sad because I want to love my neighbors well, and I can't love them well if I don't even know them, if I don't know that their names, if I don't know what's going on in their lives, I can't do that. And so I was thinking about this and and I was like, I want to go back to that kind of living where we just showed up with a casserole, you know, where we know and we love our neighbors well. And instantly you came to my mind. So 
Heather. I love that. <laughs> would you take us back to the time? You can tell a little bit about where you live and what you do, but take us back to that time when you moved to the town of State College in Pennsylvania. Yes. So I moved to State College, Pennsylvania, and the story goes that I had two little girls and I noticed one day, it was a summer day, it was August, and I looked outside and not one child was outside playing, not one. They were all inside playing Minecraft or on their phones. So this was back, you know, early 2000s. And I was like, I don't want this to be my life. I said, I don't, just like you were saying, Elizabeth, I was like, I don't know my neighbors. I knew that this was not the way we were designed to live. So I literally picked up the directory of our school district. And if you lived within a mile of my home, I picked up the phone and I said, you don't know me. This is Heather Holloman. Would you come to my house after dinner tonight so I can meet you and our kids can play? Okay, 14 families show up. (laughs) The neighbor around the corner said, we have lived in our house four years and you are the first people to invite us anywhere. Wow. So that started a neighborhood fitness campaign because everyone loved the exercise and there were kids that weren't even riding their bike and didn't know how to play jump rope. So I was like, instead of riding the bus or going in our minivans to school, what if we all walked the mile to school together? So I was already walking my kids to school. So we had 20, you know, families walking their kids to school every morning. And when you do that, what's going to happen is you're going to have incredible conversations. You're going to start to get to know your neighbors. And what I realized is two things had to change in my mind. Number one, I had to believe that it was no accident where I lived. I had to believe that it was no accident, the exact house I lived in, that there was going to be something I was going to be able to do to bless people around me. And there was going to be something that people around me would bring a blessing to me. I really believed that. And so I stopped going outside of my neighborhood for like lunches and coffee dates and shopping. And that year I exclusively devoted myself to my neighbors. And guess what happened? I was never happier I never felt like I had a greater purpose. The local news starts coming out. What are you guys doing? (laughs) And then at the time, at the time, Michelle Obama was doing her Let's Move campaign. And I put on the website of the White House, I said, we love exercise. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but if you just get to know your neighbors, you guys can start exercising every day and people are going to get really healthy. Guess what? Michelle Obama wrote a letter back to our neighborhood. We have a letter signed by the, from the White House, <laughs> from Michelle Obama thanking us. So yeah, that's how it began. And then now my kids are in college and one's a senior in high school. And guess what? We still do neighborhood gatherings. We do soup night. Anyone can come over and have soup. During COVID, my husband did a Facebook group for everyone who lived on our street. They could join a private Facebook group. And We know like when a baby's being born, we know who's sick, we know who's doing what. And how you said there are a lot of older people. My husband is now best friends with an 85-year-old neighbor. They play cards together. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. They hang out. And this guy was really interested that we were Christians and he had never heard about faith. And so my husband, every Friday, they talk about the Bible together and it's the cutest thing. They're like best friends. And so (laughs) never underestimate the power of an older person in your life. And this guy's so wise. He's talking Ash through all this stuff that we don't know a lot about. And so that's what happened. And I love love the mindset of believing it's no accident where you live. Oh, it's definitely a mindset because I think in our own flesh and our own thoughts, we can get caught up with what if it's not reciprocated or what if they think I'm weird instead of, oh, you know what? I'm going to go into this thinking, 
it is a blessing. I'm going to be a blessing to them. They're yes. going to be a blessing to me. But we can get caught up in that. You mentioned something just a minute ago. You know when somebody's has a baby, there's been a death in the family or somebody's yeah. struggling. And and I think that's huge because I think, again, we live in a day and age where we have put up boundaries. We put up walls. And in doing so, we lose accountability with other people. We lose just the idea of, hey, I just want to reach out and let you know I'm hurting or I'm struggling. And so yes. I think it's just, I think it's huge. And I want to, I want to redo that. I want us to go back to that day and age. And I know that it can be done, not just in my head, but because I've watched you and I've heard your stories over the years. And I loved how originally when your kids were young, it was walking the kids to school, but it's changed. It's evolved. It's grown. It's different times for different seasons and like soup nights. Can you think of anything else? Elder? Yes. Yes, you and the beauty of it is you don't have to be the only one initiating things. And it can be just small, like just your street or just five to 10 houses around you. Anything that gets people together and always think about what do you like to do naturally and just bring people into that. And I did crazy things like I noticed everyone on my street seemed to be walking their dogs. So one year, I literally carried dog treats in my pocket because I thought, <laughs> If I approach a person I don't know and I ask if I can give their dog a treat, they're going to love me. I literally carry dog treats for a year. But can I just go back to one thing you said? Elizabeth, you're a genius. Your instincts are so right because I, for the last year, have been investigating all this social science research about the epidemic of loneliness, about they call them diseases of despair, like suicide addictions. And I've been researching all the studies on human flourishing. They all say the number one thing you can do for human happiness and well-being is cultivate warm relationships. And people are isolated. They're lonely. It's, so if you're listening and you're like, I don't want to do this, this is investment in your mental health. We need to do it. The epidemic of loneliness is real. I feel so nervous about this for my students. So I'm constantly telling them, hey, I'm inviting all the neighbors over for soup tonight. And they and they always say, what do you do once they come over? Because what I'm researching now is how to have really good conversations, which I know we're going to we talk about that in another podcast, how to really have good conversations. It is going to surprise people when you start doing this because they're not going to be used to being loved like this and connected to oh. by you. It may feel odd to them at first. It, it does feel odd because people have put up these walls and these boundaries. And it's like, I can tell you about things in the periphery or about things in my life, but it's like at the core of who I am, that's where people kind of, oh gosh, that feels a little uncomfortable. And I got to tell you, yes, we are going to have you back and talk about one of your books that's coming out, The Six Conversations. And I want to have you come back and talk about this epidemic of loneliness because I got to tell you, I'm going through a season of loneliness right now and not in a, oh my gosh, I don't have friends or I have wonderful friends. I have amazing people that are surrounding me. But when I think about it in the light of, I have the ability and capacity for more connection yeah. as opposed to, I don't have friends. I do have friends, but in this season of life, I do have the capacity and desire for more connection. And so I'd love to have you come yes. back. Oh, Yes. That. For sure. I, that's the biggest desire of my heart is to help people through what we're calling the epidemic of loneliness. And many countries around the world have appointed a minister of loneliness, Japan, China, Britain. I mean, people are doing interventions because the loneliness is so bad. So I can't wait to talk about that. But remember how I was saying it may surprise people. And going back to this idea of the casserole, when Ash started the Facebook group, 
we had about three or four families close by who had babies. Now, this is going to make you laugh, Elizabeth. <laughs> Ash said, no, you guys might not laugh if you're listening and you're from the South. So we're from Pennsylvania. Okay, guess what he did? What? Ash put on the Facebook group. He said, we're so excited about this new baby. Let's sign up for a meal train and everyone can bring you a meal. Some of these families were like, what are you talking about? Wow. What do you mean? What do you mean you're going to bring me a meal? And guess what Ash said? What? He said, look, if you've never grown up in church, you don't know what this is. If you've not grown up in the South, you don't know what this is. This is where for the first six weeks after you have a baby, we're, we're going to bring you dinner. You're going to have a dinner every other night. This family was like, you are kidding me. You are kidding me. <laughs> so we set the meal plan in place. And what was really funny is people were trying to outdo each other because Ash had a whole sign up genius. And the first guy was like, I'm going to make my world famous shepherd's pie. And the next <laughs> Italian family was like, we're bringing our homemade Parmesan. Guess what? So we did this for like three families and they would cry. They were so overwhelmed. And then when you drop off the meal, you get a chance to go into someone's home, meet their child, talk and have that warm connection word spread that our street was doing this meal train families that lived on other streets were asking if they could join our facebook group to get on this meal train and one thing i recommend and you probably already do this but if you're listening and you're like this sounds exhausting to me look choose two recipes that you're really good at making and then get them made get them in your freezer have them available so i do spinach stuffed shells it's a great italian recipe i do a salad i bake brownies. I am always ready. And my neighbor just lost her father. And I didn't even ask. That's what I love what you said. You don't even need to ask or call. Just show up on the front porch with a meal. She yeah. burst into tears. Yeah. She was like, why would you do this for me? I said, your dad died. You probably have a lot that you're thinking about right now. And I mean, she just held me. She was like, I feel so loved. So get a good meal, go meet your older neighbors, go play cards with them. So yeah, you're going to love this, Elizabeth. This is going to solve your loneliness problem, which I'm really sorry you're going through. It's hard. Oh, no, I know it's a season and I'm grateful for just even people like you that I can have this conversation and be honest with it about because it's some people would think, oh, gosh, that's embarrassing to say that or so I don't want to say that, which is why when I change the words around a little bit to, yeah, I have capacity for more connection in this season of my life. I'm down to almost only four kids. And it's like, our house is empty. It's quiet. And so I, I'm just grateful that I feel safe in, in a place like this, just to be able to even talk about it with people like you. I love what you said about get just two recipes and have them in the freezer. Yeah. Because I have to tell you, I'm not only was I convicted by Jenny Allen, now I'm convicted by you because I have a super busy week this week and I have two sweet, adorable nieces that just had babies, their second babies. And so they have a two-year-old and they have a newborn. So I'm taking two meals to them this week and they don't live very close. So it's like you got about a 45 minute hour drive. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go pick up my favorite meal from Costco and take it over to them. But no. That's okay. No, you. it doesn't have to be homemade because let me tell you this. One thing I learned, I had two emergency kidney stone surgeries and then another, I know this is my year of surgeries, but that's the other thing I want to share. I, I thought you may be listening, thinking, okay, I'm going to be the one doing all the work. Nobody's going to bless me. Ash put on the Facebook group or however you want to figure out a way to connect neighbors. He just said, oh my gosh, we're in the ER. Heather has a kidney stone. Okay. While I'm in the ER, I get an alert from Grubhub that one of my neighbors has a $100 <laughs> gift card for me because she was like, I wanted you to have 
two or three meals. And then, so I love the meal cards too, because then people can order Chinese or do something that maybe they wouldn't be able to afford to do or do. So do not think that means you're not doing a good job. So go to Costco and then also give them like a gift card for Starbucks or something. Yeah, the Grubhub gift cards are awesome if someone has surgery. No, I love that. And I'm not going to diss on my Costco meal that I'm taking home because I do love myself a Costco meal. But no, but if I would have had something in my freezer already, here it is just an extra touch on a home-cooked meal. So I love that. And that is a fantastic thing. I love that your neighbor's loved on you. And I'm Oh, they did. And that is it's the whole concept of, I call it one another in each other. I just want to love others well. And then it is it's reciprocal. When we extend love, it, it is it's like a boomerang, it comes back. As we wrap up, what would you say? And that was a fantastic thing having the recipes in there. But what is one thing we can do today to be more purposeful and knowing and loving our neighbors well today? Okay, here's the one thing you can do. Change your mindset that it is no accident where you live. There is someone near you that you can uniquely bless just because of who you are and their lives are going to uniquely bless you because of who they are. Because I could give you a whole list of things to do, but if you don't have the right mindset, it's going to feel exhausting and it's not going to feel like a meaningful purpose, especially if you're in an environment where you feel like you cannot connect with these people because they're different from you and believe different things or think different things change your mindset, believe the best about them and go and see if you can, whatever you like to do, invite them to do it with you. Go on a walk, invite a couple out to dinner, go walk a dog with someone, whatever it is, just that small thing, but first change your mindset. Perfect. I'm going to change my mindset and then I'm going to start carrying around dog treats. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be so fun. You're going to love it. Oh my goodness. I went on a walk this morning. I'm running on a tangent here, but I went on a walk this morning and I ran into five people on my street. Like my whole neighborhood is one street and I don't ever see a person. And I sent David a text and I said, there's a traffic jam. I mean, there were four other people that I had never seen before. And then me being the fifth, but I was like, this is so fascinating. But of course, everyone had their headphones in. No one is looking up. No one's talking. So I'm going to change my mindset and then make sure I have those dog treats. Thank you so, so much. As as we're closing out, is there a way for people to contact you, a website, if they want to know more about you and what you do? Yes, you can go to heatherholloman.com, which is it's being revised this summer with the launch of my book coming out on Six Conversations. But I'm also on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of those. The handle is all Heather Holloman. I'm not great at social media. And guess why I'm not great at social media? Because I'm outside with my neighbors all the time. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have time for TikTok, no. Which I is do. exactly why yes. I thought of you when we were talking about this conversation. Oh yes. my gosh, I love you. Thank you so much for this being with us today. This is the best. Us today. 